Okay, um, let me just put it out there on the record. There are some boring books out there. <laughs> as much as I said, every book is sellable, marketable. Yeah, some of them. Hello, welcome to another episode of Ewe. Today I'm joined by Audrey Chirenje, who is an author, book reviewer, and founder of Chances Incorporated. Her work in the book industry speaks for itself, and she reminds me of the value of giving every story a chance. So let's get into this conversation. Hi, Audrey. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today um, on Iwi. Uh, We are so glad to have you. You wear so many hats, but I think let's start with your work uh, as a as an independent publisher, uh, how did um, Chances Incorporated uh, come about? Thank you, Rodendo. Thank you for having me here. So with Chances Inc, how it started was when I wrote my first two books, I, I used another publisher, but because my writing style is so different, mm-hmm. um, initially they were like, mm, the market is not going to receive this very well. I, I broke a lot of rules mm-hmm. and I write in the first narrative, which was a bit unheard of at that time. But they took me along. And then so when I did my third book, I self-published by myself. And then I, I, I saw how to, to go about it. And then so just talking to other people, you know, the, the market is diverse. People are different. True. So that's when I came up with the idea to say, you know what, why don't I just start my own and offer services to people who are kind of different like me? Mm-hmm. So that's how I started. And I even gave it the name. It's called Chances Inspiration Incorporated. Uh, trading is Chances Inc. From the name, you can tell that I'm just trying to give someone a chance. So what kind of services um, do you offer as an indie uh publisher because i know uh, some offer hybrid services where you have your editing your proofreading and all that what do you offer at uh, chances inc so we offer everything uh editing proofreading typesetting the the cover designs mm-hmm. also ghostwriting and then so the company also has a wing that does marketing consultancy mm-hmm. so obviously why this is because that's my default uh, profession. I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm in marketing and procurement. So I just sort of put the thing to do uh, together. So we obviously do the book and then we market it for you. Because mm-hmm. um, tell me about ghostwriting. What is ghostwriting? <laughs> so ghostwriting is sort of different to many people, but it's the same concept. Uh, you want to write a book, but you don't know how to go about it. So you, some people do uh, audios, and then uh, we will put it into prose and okay. then and then go along with the journey, editing, going back and forth with the author. And then at the end of it, the book is yours. You're putting your name there okay. and we don't take any rights or claims to it. I think it's interesting that you mentioned that you're a marketer because I was going to head that, that direction and ask that um, as an independent uh, publisher, I've seen that lately you've been publishing a lot of work. How do you deal with marketing and distribution, especially in Zimbabwe, you know, like the nature of our book industry? How have you managed to navigate marketing and distrib- uh, distribution? 
let me just put it out there. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. I always say, I, I hope one day we'll be like South Africa or Kenya, because I believe they've got better reading cultures as countries. Most people in Zim, I believe they read for school. And then if it's literature, it's your set books. Mm-hmm. Once they're done with that, they don't read. And then we're also competing with uh, digital, the digital space, you yes, know, yes. social media and whatnot. But I, I would like to just say uh, there are some people who've partnered with us uh and then we sell the books on consignment meaning that you give them the books so you're funding the printing of the book in advance okay then you give them to sell and then they'll pay you once they've sold so for some it's going very well um i won't mention names but they know that i appreciate that and Mm -hmm. the industry appreciates but we've got a few whereby we give them (laughs) books two years later they don't have the books you can always even send someone or just walk in incognito and then the books are sold but you don't have your money mm. so i just pray that people will just partner more with with artists with creatives we've got a lot of them but it's so untapped that industry in zimbabwe yeah have you uh, as chances inc tapped into the foreign market or you're still uh you know tapping into the zimbabwean side of things so um like like i said i'm a marketer at heart so everything i see i'm always thinking i need to give myself so for these days it's my books and my author's books Mm. so i know for the uk we're working with something and then with south africa i once actually went there physically Uh, i started off with the or artable airport the couple of bookshops the interest was there but this was just uh i think post covid Mm -hmm. so they were a bit hesitant so for now uh, i've got a friend in pretoria she sells my books there and then so you order through her whatsapp and then she'll just pep create uh, across the country okay i i love those uh, collaborations because i think um if there's one thing i've heard on this podcast from most of my guests is collaboration i think that's what's saving us you know uh just keeping us alive for some they say there isn't a book industry in zimbabwe but i want to get deeper into uh publishing when you receive a manuscript what are your main considerations, the specific boxes that a manuscript has to tick? Okay, so for a start, um, even before we even receive the manuscript, mm-hmm. uh, you have to actually do some sort of screening. So you're looking at the author profile, and then you're looking at uh, just a brief synopsis of the book what are they writing about because as a company there are two subjects which i won't mention that we don't touch at all it's just personal preference and i'm sure every company have their values and the mission Mm -hmm. then we look at that and then we after going through that and then i always also try and look at the person's profile to see because in this self-publishing industry you have to self-market a lot so you can't depend on the publisher to say they'll market for me. You also have to put yourself out okay. there. So we do all those checks and then we start, uh, then we receive the manuscript and then we take it out from there. Mm-hmm. And then when you receive the manuscript, what are you looking for? Because I'm sure like there are people out there who are just like holding on to a manuscript, gathering dust somewhere. They're like, oh, what are chances in, uh, what is chances? You know, like uh, what kind of a manuscript are they looking for? So I think, um, let me just say this, there's always a book for everyone out there. Mm -hmm. So I know some people say they are bad books, which can't be published, (laughs) that need to be binned. I don't believe in this. So with every book, so you, for some, you have to do a lot of developmental editing. So you might even change the direction of the book. 
in conjunction with the notes from the author and you work through it. You know, some books you can take nine months. There's a book that took us nine to 12 months working on and mm. we only published it this year because there was a lot of work. Yeah, I, I, I know there are some books that actually take years, you know, you like edit, then you edit again. Then I think maybe sometimes the author has a change of mind. They want to take the story in a different direction or they want to change a couple of things. But, um, I hear what you're saying that there's a story for everyone and like from the name uh, of the publishing company Chances Inc you're trying to give every story um, a chance. This leads me to your work as a book reviewer. I didn't know this but I just came across you on YouTube. Um, you are now reviewing books on the Morning Rush book review which features on ZT and how did you get into this? First and foremost let me just give a shout out to the Morning Rush team and the ZTN team. Um, so the conversation started with we always see you on, on, on Facebook you're always at book events which is very true so I was like yes and they're like but we didn't know there are a lot of book uh, events like you're saying is there a book industry in Zimbabwe and I was like yes I even turned down some of the invites mm -hmm. so is there is vibrant then we we said okay we'd like you to come and uh, do a book review every week mm -hmm. so I've been doing this they've been very supportive and um, it's very interesting uh, I don't know if there's a follow-up but now even as a as a publisher as a reader it's sort of now gels in because yeah. In a month, I'm reading four books because uh, mm. it's weekly. So I always have a to-be-read book, somewhere, a pile of them. Mm -hmm. So even in terms of styles, I'm seeing a lot of diverse styles, mm -hmm. diverse authors. And you actually wonder, ah, oh, we've got an author in Bankit. We've got an author in Mashingo. So Zimbabwe yeah. is writing. In this um, series um, on The Morning Rush, do you focus on Zimbabwean stories only or maybe you are just it's general? So for now, it's local content. Okay. We are trying to push our local. Yeah, keeping it, you know, local is like, a, that's what we're trying to do. Mm. Trying to put their work out there. Because like I was saying, most of them, they write a book, then they just leave it there. So at least we're trying to market the work, you know, put it on social media. And then other people, it's a digital space after all. People mm. can go on YouTube, like you're saying, and then they can know that Zimbabwe is writing. Yeah. How does book reviewing contribute to the book industry um, outside of marketing? I think even in terms of uh, the the subjects that are writing about, because mm -hmm. as a, I know for some they write, uh, I don't know, whatever topics or themes, but for some people, they write whatever is topical, whatever is happening to just uh, conscientize the people, conscientize the the country. I'll give you an example like mental health. It's mm -hmm. a real thing that's happening right now. So some people choose to deliberately write about that and it helps the country. So it's this uh, book review at ZTN, we've seen a lot of diverse books and I love it. There's Christian, there's motivational, there's fiction. But one thing I've discovered, let me just mention this, we've got a lot of motivational authors than fiction writers. Can you believe that? Um, I've never been one to really enjoy motivational books, but <laughs> <laughs> I can believe it. I can believe it. Do you think there's a reason why it's like that? I think from the discussions I've heard with other people, fiction mm -hmm. is hard to write. Because <laughs> you find motivational, no offense to anyone, but you find having read a lot of them, they sort of regurgitate the same content. Mm -hmm. 
if it's with a Christian angle, it's going to be a lot of Bible quotations mm -hmm. or the quoting, you know, other foreign motivational authors, your John Maxwell, ETC. So I think it's easy. But fiction now, you actually have to come up with characters and, you know, have a plot, mm. plot twist and all that. You know. Going to your work, um, I've read uh, some of your work and reviewed uh, one of your books, uh, Life Will Humble You. And um, I'm, I'm taken by the way your stories mirror real life. And um, you sort of focus on love relationships uh, in your in your work which is a different uh, direction uh, from what everyone else is doing especially where there has been so much discourse on how african writers are writing stories that are traumatic that um focus on poverty and you know all that what is your inspiration when you're writing? My inspiration, I grew up in Avery Reader, you know, primary school, Enid Blyton, you know, Hardy mm -hmm. Boys, that kind of stuff. My dad was uh, an average reader as well. So growing up, he had a very big uh, bookshelf. So from an early age, I started reading his romantic novels. Let's mm -hmm. call it that. Your, your uh, Judith Gold, your Jackie Collins. Mm, the way I loved Jackie Collins. She's my favorite author, really? by the way. Julie Cooper. Yeah, those ones. The, Danielle still, actually, I don't particularly like her. She's too laid back for me because okay. I, I, I like drama, you know. <laughs> so from that... I've seen from your work. <laughs> so from that and then reading a lot of books, a lot of South African books and all that, I, I came up with my own concept. And just so you know, my first book was inspired by 10% of my real life story, yeah? Okay. So it was a very painful book. I'm always saying I don't like that book because, yeah, it's got some very painful memories. I guess there's some books that you need to write to get the story out there or, or for lack of a better term, to get them out of the way because there's this story that's just like nudging you, nudging you, and you can't sleep at night. You're like, let me just write it. Exactly. So when I was writing it, I didn't want to, you know, I wanted it to have a bit of romance, like you're saying, drama. But then also, my, I always say my, my motto is to inspire, to motivate, to enlighten someone, to actually change their lives, to, to know that even if you go through stuff, you can get out of it. There's always a better day. So I'm a Christian. So you'll find that there's a, I call myself a Christian fiction writer, by the way, not romance. <laughs> but ironically, when I released my first book, some of the Christians thought it wasn't Christian enough, though okay. you'll find a verse or so in there. And then the other market will say, oh, it's too Christian. So, yeah, you do reviews. You find that people always come up with their own yeah, people concept. have different um, opinions uh, regarding books. Yes. But now um, I'm, I've got three books coming up. So I've now diversified because mm. I don't like labels. I just want to be a Christian. Uh, okay, fiction writer. Let's leave it there. So now you find I've got a poetry book coming up. Mm. Uh, I've got a children's book uh three to six years, because I've done uh, your seven to 10 years before. So this was actually a call from the necessary schools to say, we don't have books written by Zimbabweans for necessary kids. Mm -hmm. So I had a couple of them actually approach me. That's how come I decided to write that series. So it will just focus, I'll have a book one, book two, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then the other one- Like our sunrise. Yes, <laughs> then the other one is called The Morphos. That's yes. the name of the series. Yes. I'll have a book two, you know, as, yeah. as long as- I was as going to get into The Morphos uh, it's a it's a children's book, right? Like you mentioned, three to the morphus is your six to ten years. Yes, yes. six to six to ten years. 
how was the process uh, of writing for children? Okay, it was, um, and how I started is because I've got three girls. Um, so you find when my middle child, she's now 15, I think when she was around eight or so, we were asked to go and find books for them. Mm. So I went to the bookshops and like I was saying, there are no books by Africans. It's all your diary of a wimpy kid, you know, that kind of stuff from abroad. So when the idea came to me, it was to say, let me write from a Zimbabwean perspective and give it, you know, the, the characters of Shona names and all that. So I want the children of Zimbabwe to read a book and identify themselves in there. And then why I gave it the, the, the series, The Morphos, I want people to also embrace their mm-hmm. roots because you find there's always this debate to say, must we go with our tortoise versus <laughs> Christianity? But the debate, it's for another day, but yeah. we just want people to embrace themselves. See, it also helps with uh, connecting. So in your children's book, did you work with a with an illustrator or you did it at all yourself? I worked with an illustrator. And let me just give a, a thumbs up to my team out there. I've got this very young, vibrant, diverse mm-hmm. group of people that I work with. The illustrator, the book cover designs, I've got three that I work with. Mm-hmm. So they've been amazing because I'm, I'm a bit of the middle age, but these ones, they're young. So mm-hmm. they open my eyes, even in terms of color. That collaboration. That collaboration. Remember. I'll be like, let's have blue. They'll be like, no, ma'am, blue is boring. Let's have, you know, mustard. Let's have red. So I, I really appreciate the tip. No, that's fine. And translation, because I know there is a Shona version and an Isindebele uh, version as well. Yes. Yes. So that I hope, I, I mean, I, I guess that means you worked with a translator. I did. Yeah. And uh, thumbs up to my brother. He works for the UN. So when I did the English version, I was like, you know what? Why don't you put it in Swahili, in Debele Shona? So I did the Debele Shona. Swahili and French, it's a story for another day. <laughs> so many projects that I have that I've put on yeah. ice because it's always the time issue, it's the finance issue. Yeah. But I really want to just take our work from Zimbabwe out there to the world. Mm-hmm. And um, just going to a new book, I know you have a new book coming up uh, this September, or which was scheduled for the September. I'm not sure if it's still happening. But uh, please tell us about this book, uh, and uh, it's a different direction for you. So I would really love to know how it was writing that, what inspired you, and when it's going to be available. Okay, so it's actually three books, and I'm releasing them on the same day. Oh my goodness. Because, the, you know, for me, the pressure and the work of doing book launches and re- is just too much pressure for me. I'm an introvert by, by nature, so... Contrary to what people think that I like being out there, no, I don't particularly like it, but I've realized it's work, so that's why I do it. So the other one I've spoken about, it, uh, it's called Day in the Park, that's for the three to six-year-old. Okay. Then the poetry book, uh, you find in my book appearances, uh, there's a poem in there. Yes, in my book, Guilt, there's also a poem in there. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't brave enough then, but I was exploring. So when I got a bit of feedback on those poems, I then decided to actually write poetry. And uh, guess what? I used to hate poetry in high school. I, I thought it was boring. <laughs> but I was a music junkie, rap, R&B and all that. I think it's interesting that you mentioned that because most people don't really enjoy poetry. Yes. <laughs> but what I've discovered now, uh, Zimbabwe, okay, the world, they've got this spoken word thing going on. So mm-hmm. you've got spoken word artists, which is very creative. Mm-hmm. So if you like music, you're obviously going to, to like poetry because it's all... You know, it's the same thing. Yeah, so true. this book is called uh, This Version of Love. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, I'm, I'm always a bit controversial. There I'm you sure go again you with the love or dream. So this book, but it's it's centered from you know the 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 love. Uh, as described in the Bible, mm. you know, love is kind, love is patient. So I was looking at the love that we have these days, social media love, celebrities, whatnot. Everyone thinks they can dictate what a, love is what love is, and a type of relationship that someone must have. So I'm always questioning that. I'm saying, ah, but we're different, we're diverse, <laughs> we're unique. So you, Rutendo, will never have the kind of relationship that I'll have. So let people be who they are. That's all I'm trying to be. Let people explore. Mm -hmm. Because you find some people are now giving up on love because it's not it packaged yeah, the way it the standard that, that society has put out there. Yeah. So that's, that was the whole concept of that Okay, book. how many points can you expect? 43. 43? Yes. Okay, do you have a favorite in there? Hmm. <laughs> you must buy the book. <laughs> and then while we're on the new books, I've got another book, totally different direction. You're never going to call me a romance writer again. This is a 13-year-old, 13-year-old, sit in the village. Mm -hmm. So not your usual, the poverty and whatever that you, I like happy endings. So obviously there's got to be a bit of drama and whatnot. But the main theme in that book is I'm, I'm questioning society to say, some of these traditional practices mm -hmm. that we perpetuate in the name of culture. culture and whatnot, is it really necessary? Who is benefiting from this? These are the questions I'll be asking. As, mm -hmm. as this girl, uh, the book is titled My Mother, My Hope. So okay. the, the main character, the protagonist, is called Hope. So she'll be narrating all these things, questioning these things in my usual style. Okay. So uh, do you have a date for the launch? I've got an event, uh, 30 September. It's, okay. it's, uh, we, we came up, these young ones, like I was saying, they, they, they pitched a concept to me to say, what if we could have creatives under one roof? So creatives, we mean anyone who's got a writing process. Mm -hmm. to, like you, you've got a writing process to whatever you do. Sure. But people just want to say authors. No, it's just not authors. Mm -hmm. It's your coaches, some write from a church perspective. Storytellers. Storytellers, musicians. Uh, columnists, we're all writing. So we've got a group that we have, WhatsApp base, uh, and it's called the Chances Writers Hub. Yes. So from that, we wanted to bring the WhatsApp concept to a live one. So we've got an event, 30 September at Matanai Gardens. That's where uh, we've got exhibition tables. Mm -hmm. So I'll also put my books there. And then people are free to come and, um, you know, the, the event is free, but the exhibition tables, you just pay uh, $15 and you can even share. We just want people to bring their creative creations, whether mm. it's your beating. Their creative souls out there. Yes, if it's music or whatever. And we just people to network and, colla and collaborate, like you're saying. We hope collaborations will be born out of this event. Tell me more about this um, Writers Hub, because I know Chances Inc. also has a business hub. And yeah, just get me into it. <laughs> and like like you're saying, how do you do it? So I, in my mind, why I even had this Writers Hub, because people would always hit me up in my DMs, teach me how to write. I need to write. And then I would be like, ah, me, I'm not even a, an author by you know qualification. <laughs> me, it's just by passion. So how do I even teach someone? So we, we had another uh, Writers group that we had before. So from that concept, I just approached the original owner and I said, can I have a, a different one? My crowd will be different from yours because mine's got a lot of youngsters and whatnot. 
and they said, okay, so we have that. So we've got guest presentations every week. Someone comes with a topic, they share their journey. Because when you haven't started, you always think it's hard. Yeah, and you but, always think you're alone. Hey? Yes, and then you also always even think that people are living the flash life out there. It's hard. Mm -hmm. But then when you among other people who are doing it and who've done it, it becomes easier. So the business one, I, I didn't even think of that one. It's people now saying, no, but we're in your group, but we also have our side hustles, you know. Mm -hmm. So so mixing the, the posts and whatnot, business and writing, it, it became a bit messy. So we had to separate and have a business one. And it's been going very well as well because we now have upcoming uh, entrepreneurs, uh, SMEs, and we're trying to just make it into something big as well. You were telling me about um, an anthology. Can we get into that? Uh, tell, tell me more about the anthology you're currently uh, working on. I think you're still at the compilation stage. Yes. Um, so final submission was actually 15 September, but we've had uh, people saying, can you just extend to end of September? So we'll do that. Uh, we've got a short story one uh, that's 5,000 words. Okay. And then we've got a poetry one. Mm -hmm. And the reason why, again, it's it, I didn't even set out to do this, but you've got a lot of parents even coming up to say, my daughter can write. What can you do to help? Then you tell them the publishing cost, they're like, it's too high. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. So I came up with an idea. If we can have one book and then split the costs, and then uh, like this one, the entry amount is $50, and then we can split the cost and then we can have diverse voices coming in. I, I, I like anthologies in the sense that you don't have one writing style. Yeah. You've got different You've got different kinds of people yes. just coming together, different writing styles, different topics, you know, yeah. Diverse I, I people it. and then you put it together. And like I said, the objective always is to get Zimbabwe to write and Zimbabwe to be seen outside of Zimbabwe so that people can debunk this notion that like that book you're talking about, I, I write about places like the village because mm -hmm. people always assume we're poor, we're struggling in Zimbabwe. But no, we've got the village where, you know, the, the high and mighty also roll and it's quite interesting. It's almost the same concept as other places in South Africa or other countries. Publishing course. How are you just working around that? So, yeah, this one, each costs, even every event. Um, I mean, like now, yeah, people still push. Now I'm saying no, because the cost, you end up forking most of the cost most of the time. But we're trying to keep it um, affordable. So you find that uh, with the students, I was offering them a sort of a discount. Um, okay. Because I just want them, you know, I'm always saying I'm a 2K, all right, that's me. This is the, the whole I'm a 2K, naughty and whatever. Mm -hmm. They're all right because they just want opportunities. But sometimes Besides, you've, got, you've got a couple in your house. I have. And they're very <laughs> outspoken. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. And they also help me with the I think you asked about ideas and whatnot when I write. I, I always write and then I take it to them and then they'll be like, oh, mom, this is rubbish. <laughs> And then some of it I'll keep, I'll say, no, 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 you don't understand. Mm -hmm. But some of it I'll actually But it's always good to get feedback. another um, opinion, like from a different generation. Because for me, I, I, I always say this, this uh, intergenerational um, interaction is very important. It helps us to most, at most times, have a holistic um, approach to things. So, yeah, um, I, I think it's because most writers are scared of the costs of publishing, the costs of marketing and distributing. 
I want just to get into this, what can I call it? These reservations that people have towards, you know, Zimbabwean writers, towards Zimbabwean publishers. I mean, like your book doesn't count if it's not published by big traditional publishers. What can we do to just like get that out of people's minds and be like, you know what, this also counts? Okay, so it's, it's a very interesting question because you find that in Zim, the, the traditional publishers, they only concentrate on academia, by the way. Mm-hmm. I won't mention names, but mostly it's academia. The textbooks or if in the old days, the books that were then used in the literature subjects in school again. So you find this new type of writing, it's got to be self-publishing. You do it by yourself. So there's two methods to self-publishing. You, Rutendo, can just write your own book here, give it to your sister to proofread, to edit, get your own designer to have a cover, get your own ISBN number by National Archives, Mm -hmm. and then release your own book. That's good and dandy for you but you have to market it on your own, etc, etc. Then there's the still self-publishing, but you're working with an established publisher. The advantages will, process is more or less the same, but it's the same process, but you get the, um, you know, that integration, that um, whatever platforms they're on, your publisher, you can also get on those platforms, the marketing, they carry you wherever they go. So wherever I'm going to be asked of my authors, I'll bring all of them out there. And then, like, for example, you find uh, one author is writing a book. They want to forward. They don't know anyone in the industry. Mm-hmm. I know all these people. So I'll go and say, can you this little this? girl's writing a book. Do you, can you please do the forward for, mm-hmm. for her? And then he'll agree. So it becomes a family. And I, I like that family concept. And let me just put it out there. The Zimbabwean publishing space, we're like family. We really like each other like that. On Facebook, whatever, we follow each other and we always collaborate. I was actually scared initially when I got in, but there are people I remember like Ralph Kadudera is the one who actually, I just went to his Twitter. Yeah, I went to his Twitter DM. I've got a book done. What do I do? Gave me like three references. After a while, he'll check how far. So I remember even when I did my launch, those were the people who actually literally carried Shorter. me. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, outside of this, because I, I guess I'm the one who mentioned this, are there any other changes you'd like to see uh, in the book industry? And is there anything you're doing to contribute to seeing that change happen? Okay, so as I get more into this, I, I really want to knock on more doors. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we really need to collaborate and then knock on more doors to get sponsorship, to get more opportunities. You know, like we just had the agriculture show. I know one publisher was there with his books, but what if we could just rent a whole tent full of authors and publishers we've got the zimbabwe book fair we want more book events even to ministry level i know uh, like south africa nigeria they get support from their parent ministries so we really want to see this in zimbabwe that support okay audrey because your worlds collide in so many areas as a writer publisher reader and reviewer i hope this question will be very easy for you what do you think makes a good book? Okay, um, let me just put it out there on the record. There are some boring books out there. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I said, every book is sellable, marketable. Yeah, some of them. So you find that when you're 
okay, as, as an editor, you find that you advise someone, you know, you're supposed to give them a recommendation to say this, this, this. Some won't take that recommendation. And obviously, at some point, you have to respect the author's rights, yeah? Mm -hmm. So I think before you even write, I know we write what we're passionate about and whatnot. Just do a bit of research. Come on, these days there's Google. Just go and research, follow other authors, other publishers. What's trending out there? I'm a marketer. You have to produce something that sells. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, you have your 100 books there sitting with dust. So you need to be relevant. You need to be... There has to be a bit of drama if it's fiction mm -hmm. for it to sell. If it's motivational, I, I like the memoir approach because you're talking from experience. You're just not lecturing at people to say, you must do this, number one, you must do this. Because yeah. people will be like, what have you done? They'll, they'll look at your life and say, ah, bro, but why are you just lecturing to mm -hmm. us when you haven't done much? So I like people who speak from personal experiences. I think for me, it's um, like all those things that you've mentioned, but also the tone. Because some things can, some books can end up being preachy, you know, like even when we are having this discussion about African writers writing about trauma and poverty and all that, I mean, you can still write about that, but it's the tone that you use to write about that, that then affects the readers or has us all going over each other over this conversation as to do we still have to be talking about this? So tone is actually a very important thing for me in a book. You can write a motivational book, but if it ends up being preachy, I'm just going to be like, really? I know. My pastor calls it, if he calls it Bible bashing. It's like the world, people are going through a lot. You, you can't be Bible bashing to people right now. This is like just quoting scripture. Someone is hungry. You then quoting scripture to them. Someone is depressed. Someone is worried about something, the least you can do is be real, you know, give them a word, give them a, a verse, give them a book, even a novel, a fiction one, not just give them verses. They're not going to eat those verses and they're not going to, someone's going through, they've done something bad. You're like, then you're bashing them. Like you're saying the tone, yeah. they know, they know what they've done. You know, people always know what's going on with them. It's just like, even there was a weight debate the other day. Someone has lost weight. Someone has gained weight. It's rude to go and tell that person that you've gained weight. There could be reasons, health reasons, or they've lost weight. There could be health reasons. They could be struggling with the disease that you don't even know about. Yeah. And you're just making it worse. Yeah, true. Outside of your work, are you currently reading anything? I'm always, I'm always, you should see my to be read file. It's like 10, so 20 long. pages. And I even, you know, like I have someone who gave me the book. It's called Becoming by Michelle Obama. Guess okay. what? I got this book in March. I haven't read it. <laughs> so I always have stuff to read. So um, what are you currently reading? Um, I'm currently reading Trials and Tribulations by uh, Miss Goneso. And do you know why I'm reading it? Because I'm reviewing it next week on Tuesday. <laughs> but yeah, okay, how are you finding it? It's it's amazing. It's a fiction book. I love fiction books. And she she's a she's a teacher. She's in academia. She wrote two books so far. Mm -hmm. She's based in Mashingo. I, I love her her twist and plots. So Zimbabwe has amazing authors. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Who says this? Is it Barry Manandi? Barry Manandi, <laughs> definitely. He does say that. So, Audrey, before we wrap up this conversation, do you have any book recommendations for our listeners? Something that you'll be like, guys, you have to read this. At least three? 
you know, books to recommend to our listeners? Okay, that, that one, I'll just give you the list from all my authors. <laughs> okay, so there's a book called Over and Beyond by Takuto Masapa. It's fiction, but why I'm recommending it, this young man has three motivational books before this fiction one. Mm-hmm. So he's got that whole motivational flair. So it's a very good book. Okay. Uh, people should read that. There's also one by um, Tichawana Mizwa. It's called Episodes. Um, I'm recommending it because Tichawana is um, is a person living with disability. Mm-hmm. But just meeting him and hearing his story and reading his book was amazing for me. We take a lot for granted. So I really want you to buy this book and just support him because he's he's hustling doing this. He's got other qualifications, but... And this is the other thing, when you buy a book by a local person, you're also, you know, feeding their families. Yeah. So please support local. Mm-hmm. Then the third one. Whew. Yeah. Um, you can one. plug yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? We always forget ourselves on the list. Third book, please try poetry. I'm going to be learning how to do this whole spoken word thingy, and then I'll post little things on, on TikTok. Buy my upcoming book. I see um, your children have you on TikTok now. <laughs> yes. They, they put me there on December and I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So it's called uh, This Version of Love. And like we were saying earlier, it just debunks the notion that there's one particular type of love. Mm-hmm. There's different forms and you don't have to be ashamed or feel embarrassed to be in your whatever version of love. Embrace it. Mm. Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Finally, finally, finally. From all the books you've written, do you have a favorite? Hmm. One that you really like. My favorite is actually Appearances or Not. Okay. Um, I I love that book. That's my number one favorite because mm-hmm. I wrote it. I think you read it. I mm-hmm. I wasn't the first two books. I was trying to be morally correct and you know trying to stay within. You're finding your, yes. your, feet, your and, voice. And I was also reining myself literally because you know you're exploring the market. You don't know what's you know but appearances i just put myself out there for mm-hmm. a bit so i love it then my second is it a tie i also like chances mm-hmm. because in Ch- chances is set in a foreign land it's, it's set in canada i also just explored my you know my childhood i used to like action so i put action and romance in that and i put it out there there goes our romance writer <laughs> Audrey, thank you so much. Uh, We wish um, Chances Inc. all the best moving forward. We wish you all the best as a writer. Uh, You know, you've got um, three books uh, launching this uh, September. Guys, go out and support Audrey. Uh, Butternight Gardens, um, I will share her pages so that you can uh, find out more about that. And um, your work with ZTN, I think it's exciting. Like, it's fresh and exciting so all the best with that and thank you so much for joining us uh, on EU today thank you Richard. it was amazing and it was fun this has been EWE in conversation with one of the voices shaping our stories if you'd like to connect with Audrey or contact Chances Inc you can visit their Facebook page at Chances Inc or you can follow them on X at Chances Inc where you can find the details on how to join their various hubs or simply just find out details about the events that they'll be hosting. Come join us at the second edition of the Harare Open Book Festival happening on the 14th of October at Ella the Garden under the theme Telling Our Stories, Securing Our Futures. More information coming soon. Until next time, do read something.